0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Glory to you. Jesus came to the Samaritan town called Sychar near the land that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well is there, and Jesus, tired by the journey, sat straight down by the well. It was about the sixth hour. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, "'Give me a drink.' His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, "'What, you are a Jew, "'and you ask me, a Samaritan, for a drink?' Jews, in fact, do not associate with Samaritans." Jesus replied, "'If you only knew what God is offering "'and who it is that is saying to you, "'Give me a drink.'" you would have been the one to ask and he would have given you living water the woman said to him i know that the messiah that is christ is coming and when he comes he will tell us everything i who am speaking to you said jesus i am he at this point his disciples returned and were surprised to find him speaking to a woman though none of them asked what are you doing with her or why are you talking to her the woman put down her water jar and hurried back to the town to tell the people come and see a man who has told me everything I ever did I wonder if he is the Christ many Samaritans of that town had believed in him on the strength of the woman's testimony when she said he told me all that I have ever done so when the Samaritans came up to him they begged him to stay with them he stayed for two days And when he had spoken to them, many more came to believe. And they said to the woman, Now we no longer believe because of what you have told us. We have heard him ourselves, and we know that he really is the Savior of the world. The Gospel of the Lord. I should have invited you to have a seat before I read that. I'm sorry, that was a long gospel. It was a long gospel, wasn't it? There was about six different stories in there. But it's an epic scene, isn't it? Look, I'm fighting the temptation to, to speak to the gospel straight away because I'm caught by that first reading in Exodus. The people are grumbling. Why? Because they've been liberated from their slavery and now they're making this long, winding, seemingly endless trek through the desert. It took them 40 years. That's a long time to wander through the desert. Uh, obviously, it's a metaphorical 40 years as well as maybe a literal one. But the fact is, they were going around... A long time and they were thirsty and they were hungry and in fact they were so hungry and thirsty that they wished they were back in slavery they said it was better when we were back captives we had onions and I don't know lamb and all sorts of stuff given to us I mean we had to work for a kingdom that wasn't ours but at least we were fed at least we could rest Uh, freedom comes at a tremendous cost it comes with responsibility It comes with trust in this providence of god leading us even though god so much of the time can be so elusive it's like where are you god are you even listening when i pray and so it says they were grumbling they were grumbling to each other and their grumbling comes to moses in all its toxicity because they're getting very agitated amongst themselves they say to moses did you bring us out here to to die of thirst is that why you freed us to just become corpses in the desert and Moses goes to God and says what am I to do with these people God you've asked me to liberate them to lead them and if if things don't change they're gonna stone me that's how bad this is getting you know I think the capacity to grumble really is a human tendency Um, It's a tendency because grumbling comes so close to prophetic speech. There's a truth and it's almost said, but it's not really said. It's mumbled instead. It's grumbled, murmured, whispered just between two people colluding with each other. I often say one of the reasons why when we're very agitated and we don't take our agitation to prayer, honest prayer, one of the reasons we don't do that is because I think in our heart of hearts, we know God is not going to collude with us. God's not going to grumble with us. He's not going to nark with us like sometimes our little friend groups do. You know, um, if I'm agitated, there's almost nothing so consoling as just bickering with my friend about it. Um, but that's not really going to solve anything, is it? In fact, it's probably the least fruitful thing we can occupy ourselves with. Grumbling. Grumbling. And can I tell you, without, without being too condemnatory here, in fact, without being condemnatory at all, because I'm a grumbler, um, and I'm sure that there are people who have... There's many things you could grumble about about me, and if you're not, I am as well. I'm grumbling about myself at times. Um, but the point is, we have this propensity in us, right? Um, to the point where there's this kind of toxic force building in us, in our hearts, in our minds, and it divides us it literally dismembers the body of christ pulls it apart kind of shreds it to the point where we're saying to ourselves what am i to do with this people you know Uh, what am i to do with this class what am i to do with this i don't know community what am i to do with this family what am i to do with this nation now god does something interesting in response to that he says go to the rock of Horeb a holy place and I will be standing on the rock he says take your staff now this staff is a powerful symbol because it's been with Moses the whole way through even back at the very beginning when God called Moses and he sends him and Moses says don't send me I can't talk I don't have any speech I'm just a simple peasant (laughs) please don't send me and God says what's that in your hand it's a staff." This staff was used from the very beginning of his ministry. And the same is true for us. We all have our staff. We all have that thing that's in our hand, whatever it is, our gifts, humble as they might seem. If we have them. And God asks us to employ them. Take your staff, God says, and strike the rock and water will gush from the rock and quench this people's thirst not just their physical thirst but their deep emotional social psychological thirst every thirst they had because guess what israel the journey is not over yet you still have to get through this desert Uh, there you're not to go back into slavery you are to push on so i'll quench your thirst and i'll give you bread i suppose the challenge then rests with us and we know our hearts how busy they can be our minds how how uh, how they can be like little echo chambers especially for thoughts with which agitate which steal our peace what do we do with that noise inside us remember back to joseph his beautiful silence if there's anything Joseph didn't do it's grumble I mean he didn't utter a word there's nothing in the scriptures silent patient authentic presence availability presence he doesn't ask is God with us or not no he knows the Spirit is with us no matter how desperate things look we're safe we're good we can keep moving my ears pressed up against the heart of God. I'm ready, Lord, speak. Isn't that psalm interesting, by the way? It says, if today you hear his voice, isn't God constantly speaking? I mean, God is constantly present to us. But it lies with us. It's like, if today you shush your inner turmoil and and listen, and you hear it, and it sounds different to your inner grumbling, don't harden your heart. Don't crank up the grumbling. No, brave that silence, brave that voice which is not your own, which is in you. Uh, that's God, that's the living water present to you. One last thought, and I say this, I wasn't sure if some of our RCIA people were gonna be here tonight, but they're not. But we have people in our church who are coming to the church to be baptized. So they're coming to that living water for the first time. And it seems to me, you know, if your baptism was anything like mine, you probably had a pretty humble few drops of water. Um, And that's a symbol. You know, we don't literally need a massive torrent flowing over us. But in that symbol, the fact is, there has been an unending perpetual torrent of those waters flooding your whole being. I mean, it's never stopped running. It's pouring constantly. And it's there for you to bathe under, to drink from at any time ever no matter where you are, no matter who you're with, no matter what resources you have at your disposal, you can drink from that living stream you can be filled again. So friends as our journey continues, maybe let's make a pact with ourselves today to curb any you know accidental grumbling or anything that even resembles it and take that honestly to prayer because when we take that to prayer it's not really grumbling anymore it's honest petition it's like God this is my condition I'm weak and frustrated please do something and if we can abide there long enough we will drink once again and we can can carry on on our journey in peace and harmony as one body, as one family.